Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard once said, and I quote, On the day when we can fully trust each other, there will be peace on earth. End quote. For many of us, this uh, quote is a beautiful and apt message for the holiday season. And for this reason, I'm devoting this episode to the subject of trust and what it means to you as an entrepreneur and all of us. Mr. Oxford has a beautiful definition for the word trust. Firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. And then the example they give here is, relations have to be built on trust. So let's look at the derivation. It's an old Norse word. You know, it's a Viking term. It comes from, my Norse is pretty rusty, but it comes from the word trost, from troster, which means strong. Those boys were a pretty tough bunch. They were strong, and they were virtually unbeatable. You can probably imagine the element of trust that existed among such a group. To get a clearer concept of the term, I want you to consider Mr. Hubbard's description of a condition or operating state that we have not discussed so far. In earlier episodes of Business Wise, we have gone over the fact that anything and everything in this universe is in an operating state, and that the state can vary for any given being, group, or object. For example, if one's company is thriving and pulling in tons of new business, one could say it is in the condition or operating state of affluence, and certain precise steps taken, or what Mr. Hubbard describes as a condition formula, will strengthen that condition and lead it to the next higher one, which he referred to as power, which is the highest condition there is. On the other hand, if one discovered one's business to be struggling and contracting, that would be a different condition, and one would take different steps or apply a different formula to handle that. You're not going to handle that condition in the same way as you did the affluence condition, obviously. Different conditions require different steps to handle them. Well, there is a condition we have not discussed so far, and that is a very low non-survival condition, a long way off from power. And this is referred to in the Hubbard Management System, or by Mr. Hubbard, as the condition of treason. And it has a precise definition, and it, like all the other conditions, uh, has a precise formula that one applies to get out of it. The following is from a book written by Mr. Hubbard in 1968 on the subject of ethics. Um, Let's give a simple definition for ethics. Rationality toward the highest level of survival for self and others. So ethics are reason, rationality, right? So he wrote this book in 1968 on ethics and the various conditions and their formulas. Let's cover what he says about the condition of treason. I know this doesn't sound like a very cheery subject on the holiday season, but believe me, it is once we, once we get through all of this. So. Well, let's go over this condition and its formula. So now I'm quoting from Mr. Hubbard here from the book. He says, treason is defined as betrayal after trust. The formula for treason is very correctly and factually know that you are. 
goes on to say this, it will be found, gruesomely enough, that a person who accepts a post or position and then doesn't function as it will inevitably upset or destroy some portion of an org. Again, remember, org is short for organization. So it will be found, gruesomely enough, that a person who accepts a post or position and then doesn't function as it will inevitably upset or destroy some portion of an org. By not knowing that he is the blank post name, he is committing treason in fact. Okay, so at this juncture, I think we should define the word post. It's very important. So this is uh, from an article from Mr. Hubbard on the 20th of July, 1971. He says here, a post or terminal. Let's clarify terminal. A terminal is a receipt point and an emanation point of communication. So a receptionist would be a terminal. She or he receives particles, bodies, objects, mail, what have you, phone calls. They receive those as a terminal, and they route them as a terminal to the next terminal, which might be a salesperson, for instance, and that person is also a terminal. It's also a post. So back to the definition, a post or terminal is an assigned area of responsibility and action, which is supervised in part by an executive. That's a post. It's an assigned area of responsibility. So you have a salesperson. They are a terminal. They have a post. They are assigned the responsibility of enlightening uh, the public of the organization on the services and products available and assessing their needs and making sure those needs are fulfilled as possible through uh, distribution of the products, sales of the products or services that the organization offers. Something along those lines. That's their post. That's their area of responsibility. So, so far, we're putting all of this in the context of groups and organizations, but also, don't we all have uh, many areas of responsibility in our lives. You know, one has an area of responsibility if one is, for instance, a father or a husband or a friend or a volunteer in a certain organization. There are different areas of responsibility that we will assume. There is also the post, I guess you could say, area of responsibility of being a citizen. You're a citizen in a country or a nation. Well, you know, you have certain responsibilities there too. Uh, we're using the word post, but remember that it defines an assigned area of responsibility, and uh, we have many of these in our lives. Okay, so let's go back to this uh, article on the and definition of the condition of treason from Mr. Hubbard. He says, by not knowing that he is the blank post name, he is committing treason in fact. So here you have an individual who has been given an area of responsibility or has assumed an area of responsibility. Uh, they are now betrothed, okay? They've now um, asked for the hand in marriage of, a, of a, a woman's significant other, and they are now agreed to share their lives, and each has assumed certain areas of responsibility. Perhaps the... Uh, he has assumed uh, the responsibility of making sure that the family is provided for, for instance. Uh, that's pretty classic, pretty usual and customary. And here you have a husband or a father or uh, in a family. Now, we're not talking about 
an organization here, particularly. We're just I'm trying to broaden this out a little bit more. Okay, so now rather than assume that post and take on that area of responsibility and making sure that he or, or perhaps the arrangement is another way and it's um, the woman of the household that is has agreed that that is her area of responsibility. Nowadays, that's not uncommon. So uh, they are the provider or maybe they both agreed to provide a certain amount, whatever. There's agreements, there's areas of responsibility. Let's go back to this guy, since I'm a guy and uh, have a lot of personal reality on this, you know, assume an area of responsibility to provide. Uh, it was in my marriage vows, might have been in yours, I don't know, but um, that was part of the deal. So uh, to the extent that an individual uh, who accepts that area of responsibility in the blush of love and marriage and all that, and then doesn't fulfill it, doesn't get a job, actually gambles and drinks instead. They haven't assumed that post, have they? They're not really wearing, we call it a hat. They're not wearing that hat. Uh, they're not assuming that post. What are they doing? They, they were trusted to uh, assume that area of responsibility, to take on that post, and now they're not. That's a betrayal after trust. And they, that is now called, that is a condition, and the condition is called treason. How about that? He's in treason to his family. Now, you can have a salesman who has been trusted to correctly enlighten people on, or the public, on their services. And instead of doing that as they were trained to do it, or as they've been taught to do it, or you know, they decide to garner for themselves uh, tremendous pay and bonuses by lying to their public. Okay, so they seem to be racking up the sales. And uh, things seem to be going okay, except that, hey, what are we doing with all these refunds? And uh, how come we've got these complaining customers? Investigate to discover that the guy isn't really... Uh, wearing his hat. He's not actually on that post. He's not performing the duties. He is being, he is not uh, taken on that area of responsibility. The, the area of responsibility wasn't just to make money. The area of responsibility was also to correctly enlighten and uh, make sure that the correct service or product is provided to the customer or prospective customer. And uh, that hat is not being worn. That post is not being handled and to that extent, now, uh, we're not talking about maybe a one or two lapses uh, here. We're talking about a chronic condition, an operating state that that individual has fallen into. They have now betrayed the trust of the organization, the trust of the executives. You could uh, accurately say that this person is now in a condition of treason. Now, there you go. That's That's on a group or organizational basis. So we've illustrated this on a family basis. We illustrate it on an organizational basis. But you can illustrate it on in many different ways, many different aspects of it. One could betray oneself. You know, you make a commitment to yourself. Look, it, I'm going to now, from now on, I'm going to work, you know, hard at my job and I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to not slack off and I'm not going to, uh, take too many cigarette breaks, or I'm not going to uh, be irresponsible here. I'm going to make sure I'm trained for my job. And you've made that commitment to yourself. Okay. And so now you're moving along 
and you betray yourself. You don't keep your own word to yourself. It's a betrayal after trust. You trusted yourself to engage in uh, certain habits or um, disciplines and then cease to do so. You might have to take a look at the fact that you have dropped into a treason condition with regards to oneself. So Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this. He says the results of this can be found in history. A failure to be what one has the post or position name of will result in a betrayal of the functions and purposes of a group. Almost all organizational upsets stem from this one fact. A person in a group who, having accepted a post, does not know that he is a certain assigned or designated beingness is in treason against the group. So here we have an individual. He's assumed a beingness. He says, okay, this is my beingness, or this was their assigned beingness, and he betrays it from the get-go. He takes on some other artificial beingness, weirdo beingness that is not related to or connected up correctly with that post. Let's take another post. Let's take, I, I hate to keep picking on receptionists, but it's it's such a, a valuable, vital post to any organization. It is the receipt point of all communications in the organization, and it is so often neglected. And you can have an individual who doesn't really understand that they are supposed to make it easy and comfortable for people to communicate to the organization and to correctly and swiftly route those communications to the correct posts or terminals within the organization to handle whatever the question or query or or uh, need is of the individual contacting the organization. That's a receptionist job. And you could have a person uh, that, that you can extrapolate from that what would be an appropriate beingness for a person like that. Of course, welcoming, uh, friendly, polite, uh, and so on, warm, uh, perhaps. You get the idea. There's a beingness with that. So now they have the beingness of being, a, you know, a traffic cop, you know, stern, do not enter, get lost. Uh, you know, you're breaking the rules. I mean, this may, or <laughs> most organizations, I wouldn't say that would be the right beingness for the receptionist. So you as an executive can set your employees up for treason by not making it very clear uh, what those duties and functions are, training them on their duties and functions. You might wonder, this might answer a question for you. How is it that you hired this angel who then became the devil a few months later? Through your neglect, you can have an individual drop down lower conditions into treason uh, of course, they are responsible for their own condition. They can also demand to get properly hatted and trained, but people are often too timid to say, I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, you as an executive have a significant, or as an entrepreneur or boss, have a significant responsibility in seeing that your uh, your people don't drop into a lower condition through your neglect of uh, really uh, illustrating for them what their beingnesses are what their hats are, what their responsibilities are, and so forth. I assure you, I see a lot of that. So make sure you're not a, a treason maker, or better term would be treason creator, by failing to properly uh, train and apprentice and put on to post your team. So uh, Mr. Hubbard goes on to give you the formula. He did mention it earlier, but he says here, Treason formula. The formula for the condition of treason is 
all capital letters. Find out that you are. L. Ron Hubbard. So, uh, okay, it's a one-step formula. Very magical formula if the person really does it. Like you sit down with the person and say, okay, look at, you know, you go over the condition. I don't see that you're being the salesman. I don't see that you are being the receptionist. We have all these reports here of, uh, of uh, financial irregularities or uh, false promises to prospects or this and that. So, Mr. Salesman, this is a hat you are not wearing. You, are, you evidently are not aware of what your post in your area of responsibilities are. What's his first step to get out of that? Oh, by gosh. I am the salesman. Find out that you are. And uh, if he truly has that realization, he's on his way up. Right? Son of a gun. I actually had, I was doing something completely different. I, was, uh, yeah, I wasn't being the salesman. I was being uh, Mr. Fast Talker out to line my own pockets with cash, dude. You see, that's, that's not the right beingness. That's not. Uh, that does not have the interest of the customer or the organization in mind. That's just purely self-interested. And that's that's a betrayal after trust. He was trusted now to do a proper job of enlightening and taking care of the customers. I would say that's a not an uncommon condition for salespeople to fall into, which is sometimes why there's quite a bit of turnover of salespeople uh, quite often, because it's it's a generally misunderstood uh, zone of responsibility. Okay, now I want to bring up a particular betrayal after trust that I have observed uh, not uncommonly amongst the membership, and that is your hat, Mr. Entrepreneur, as the founder, uh, owner, uh, source point of your organization. You know, that's its own area of responsibility. You have, you have quite an area of responsibility there. You are the game creator. You are the goal maker. And you are the one who establishes the management team or not. And if you have resentment about those roles or that hat and that post and that function, uh, and you would rather just go down and work on the cars yourself or, uh, you know, you're a doctor and you're just, you know, well, I'm a healer, I'm a practitioner, I'm just going to do this and, you know, to hell with the organization. And that's Sally's job. And, you know, Sally's, you know, not doing it. She's not doing it. And matter, matter, what's the matter? Let's talk about Sally. Um, never bothers to put Sally on post, never bothers to get Sally trained, uh, but is highly critical of Sally. So uh, you may uh, resolve quite some issues for yourself if you take a look at your own condition as as an entrepreneur, as an executive, as a founder, as a manager, you may find some issue of not knowing that you are, in fact, that post name, and therefore you're committing treason to your own organization. Commonly see that manifested when, just for the love of anything, we are not able to get in organizing boards and managed by statistics and the fundamentals of what we call the model of admin know-how program. Well, it's just sort of no one's really responsible for it. And uh, I thought, I thought you know, Joe was handling it. And hey, wait a minute, though. You are the source point of your own organization. What is involved with that? What is that area of responsibility? And if you do your own formula and find out that you are, 
you might find that you're on your way up to really putting a beautiful first-class group organization there. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap this up in a minute, but I wanted to, as I said, uh, this is also a bit of a holiday message, and I want us all to imagine a world where each of us takes our posts uh, responsibly, whatever our functions are. We don't uh, walk away from them. I mean, no one's going to be perfect, but if we were all striving in that direction and we really could trust each other uh, in this society or in this world to really you know, honor our responsibilities and shoulder our, our part of what we have to do to build a better world and to see to the, the, the proper uh, interaction and interrelations between uh, all of us, our neighbors, our friends, uh, neighboring countries, I mean, it is a beautiful idea, and it does, it does open a door to say, on the day we can really trust each other, uh, there will be peace on earth. So it's something to strive for, and you can engage in this by simply insisting upon it in your own environment, you know, amongst your employees, with yourself, with your family, with your children, with your friends. I think a good friend usually helps uh, his friends from dropping into a lower condition like treason. So it's something we should all be aware of and we can all partake in to help build a better world. I want to leave you with this last beautiful quote from Mr. Hubbard, one of my favorites. And this is from a lecture from the 4th of June, 1955. And here he talks about another point of trust, another point of betrayal, I guess you could say, uh, in that directly influence you and how you do in life. And I won't tell you any more about it. Let's just read it. Quote, well, we started talking about postulates. A person can have an independent attitude toward existence, regardless of what is going on, and make things better or worse at will to the degree that he retains his confidence and faith in himself and his ability to make postulates. He can say he feels that way and he feels this way. But he has to be able to trust himself to say that. He should be able to say, I can persevere, I can succeed, and then succeed. He should be able to say, well, I guess I'll fail this time, and simply fail. He would have to be alike unimpressed by winning or losing. He would have to be somewhat unimpressed, but he would be able to do that. He could then take command of the existing situation or better any situation without being tremendously influenced by the circumstances which surround him. What do we call this? We call this self-determinism. An individual then is as capable of happiness or livingness, I would rather call it livingness, he is as capable of living as he is capable of determining the actions of himself and others by a simple postulate. And an individual who can do this is a giant among his fellows. And an individual who can't, has been, is, and always will be a slave. Elrond Hubbard. So what's the message here? That trust has to really begin with trusting oneself and one's own decisions or postulates. And with that essential trust, we can start to impart trust to others and make them also worthy of trust. Okay, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know it was a little bit different. I uh, wanted to tie it into the holidays. Happy holidays to all of you. And um, please do send in your feedback at info at wisestress.org. 
and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening.